Welcome to Hallmarked Up with Mary and Sarah. Welcome to another episode of Hallmarked Up. This is the crazy Thanksgiving week where there's two two new movies potentially per night. And we aren't going to talk about that many because that's just a bit too much. But we do have a lovely guest on this week. Miss Michelle is joining us. Hello, everyone. Noted kitten enthusiast. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> it's my qualification for being here is I like cats. And, and she has been on before. So, uh-huh. um, you know, she's a, she's a seasoned guest on this show. So this, as you can imagine, this week we watched The Nine Kittens of Christmas. So first of all, let's I never all be saw honest. the first one. Yeah, I didn't see the first one either. I think I Sarah did. the only one who saw the first one. I, I did watch this one with my mother who did see the first one and was quite enthusiastic about it. The first one was also cat themed, right? Yes. Yes, the nine lives of Christmas. Well, my understanding of it from my mother's description, and this will not be a full synopsis, this will be a very brief thing. So in the first movie, you know, we are introduced to our um, our two heroes here, Mar- uh, Marilee, sorry, Marilee and- <laughs> um, I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> Who's named Merrily outside of a Christmas movie? That's not a that's not a real name. I know. Is her last name wrong. is her last name we roll along? <laughs> <laughs> Merrily and Zachary. So Merrily, I guess, in the first movie is in vet school, and Zachary is a firefighter and a cat brings them together. I don't remember the detail of whether it's stuck in a tree. Is is said cat stuck in a tree? I don't yes. remember. Yes. It starts right. late. The blurb on IMDb says, after a stray cat adopts Zachary, which I have okay. a feeling it was maybe her cat actually got out. I can't remember. He meets Marilee and realizes the single life is not as fulfilling as he thought it was. And then he has a girlfriend also in the first one. And I'm told that it's one of the few non-amiable breakups in all of Hallmark movies. The girlfriend turns hmm. out to be not a very nice person and oh, is mean wow. to Marilee. And it's unclear what that. happened. Anyways, the point is, Marilee and Zachary meet, fall in love, get together, and they both have cats. His cat is named Ambrose, and her cat is named Queenie. At the start of the new movie, Ambrose is still in the picture. Queenie is not. Queenie has died, and Marilee now has a new cat named Duchess. Oh, yes. So, bringing us to... Oh, yeah, Ambrose is uh, a firehouse cat. He's uh, having a good time. He's having a good time. I wondered also, like, Ambrose, does strike anyone else is just like an extremely Catholic name? I don't know if that's another reason my mom <laughs> likes this movie. A Catholic cat. I've never known an Ambrose, so I have no idea. I mean, it was like the mentor of St. Augustine. He was Bishop oh. of Milan, Ambrosio. Anyways, whatever. So, you know, my, my mother really liked both of these movies. I, I think also because my brother's a firefighter and here we've got, you know, a, oh, okay. who's a firefighter. And then she's probably also attracted to Superman guy. That's so right. <laughs> the lead actor here is Superman guy. Could you Brandon you Brandon Roth Routh Brandon is Roth. his name. Okay. Brandon Routh. And he was in Superman Returns, it looks like. So he was a Superman for those five minutes in between Christopher Reeve and Henry he Cavill. When super, they, like, he was in cried. Supergirl, Batwoman. Um, he definitely looks like a kind of clean cut superhero type. Yeah, which I think, you know, Sarah and I were just talking about this, actually. I have never found a Superman actor attractive. 
not your type yeah I I think the reason is because they all look like comic book characters they look too perfect (laughs) like the sexy superhero is always Batman Batman's more problematic don't get me wrong like I'm not thrilled about Batman just being like a rich dude and whatever however you know Batman's always got a little bit of grit a little bit of like broodiness to him a little you know like he's also a comic book character also a comic book character but usually played by someone who like you know looks like an attractive man as opposed to looks like an attractive comic book character and and who is merrily is she an actress we should know outside of hallmark probably not but let's look her up kimberly seustead my mom Um, likes no idea I, I don't know anything about her except she's been in other Hallmark movies and my mother likes her. The, the last, the top three things in her, well, in fact, a lot of these are TV movies or TV miniseries related I to see. Hallmark. Yeah. yeah, my mother has, you know, preferences for certain Hallmark actors and actresses on no grounds that I can see other than, I don't know, she must, must find her She, she was in Sense, Sensibility and Snowman. Oh, we missed that one. Oh, well. Hallmark thing? Yes, of course. <sighs> so anyway, so we've got Marilyn and Zachary. And right. now this movie takes place five years after the other one. And Marilyn and Zachary are no longer together. Of course they're not. Because if they right. were still together, we'd have no plot for this we movie. We wouldn't not have a we... Hallmark movie. That's right. right. Not that we have much of a plot as it is. However, no, you know, no. we need them to get back together in order for there to be, you know, a conflict to be resolved. Mm-hmm. So Marilyn, in the meantime, they lived in a small town in Oregon. Yeah. Yes. And Marilee, in the meantime, has moved to Miami after graduating from vet school, and she has set up a veterinary practice with one Miles, who is, um, you know, more attractive than um, Zachary. And Miles Although also, also looks boyfriend. like he could play Superman. Also could probably play Superman. That's, you know, not a, not a bad point. So this is the first time in five years that she is going home to Oregon for Christmas. So they haven't seen each other in five years, presumably. And Miles is supposed to join her in Oregon after a few days. So she and Duchess, the new cat, head out to Oregon. And there's a lot of exposition in which we learn that, you know, we we meet some familiar characters, such as Fire Chief Sam, Zachary's boss, who is a kindly old man who everyone loves. And then like Sam's daughter, who has also joined the fire department now. And I forget her name. Uh, Gabby. Gabby, thank you. Marilee's sister and niece are in there. Yes, the niece is named Sierra. Yeah, and I think the the sister is Jacqueline. Jacqueline, thank you. And, you know, Sierra and Duchess hit it off and everybody's very happy. And then Zachary is at the fire station one day and he finds a box of kittens in front of the station. One highlight of that to me was he then immediately calls Sam and tells him it's something urgent and he needs to get to the station. I'm sorry, what fire chief considers finding a box of kittens an urgent emergency that requires his presence at the station? Oh, no, that was very strange. Yeah. So. I mean, I consider I consider a kitten discovery urgent, but I'm a cat foster, not a firefighter. Fair enough. So anyways, something predictable happens around this time, which is boyfriend Miles calls and says he is not going to make it to Oregon after all because things are too busy at work and the substitute vet that they've got working there. Um, you know, is not doing great. And so he needs to stay, which of course prompts the reflection that they are always, and I quote, go, 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 unquote. And, you know, Marilee is unhappy with their relationship being all about work and always go, go, go. And this prompts a very hallmarky, amicable breakup. Yeah, I mean, it takes a little while, right? But I don't think they're like broken up at that point. And he actually offers to patch it over. Um, 
he's like, oh, you know, I don't think I can make it. And she and this I, I'm only bringing it up because it was one of the few like kind of emotionally realistic parts of the movie is that she like she she's like he offers President's Day, which is just a really assheaded yeah. thing to suggest. She says, like, well, I, I don't want you to just come because I made you come. I want you to, like, spend time with my family and. Right. Like, I want you to and, want, and I want you family. to like want to do that. And the fact mm-hmm. that you are only doing that uh, because I'm instructing you to is is kind of a problem for me. Right. And he also has like the very Hallmark cliche line where he's like, oh, unlike you, I can't turn off the work switch. And and yes. she's like, well, could, could you could you try? Yeah, this is always, as we know, a trope in Hallmark movies by now. We either have the workaholic woman who is going to learn to love the Henley wearing man and be less of a workaholic, or we have a, um, you know, a woman who is dating a workaholic and will dump him for, you know, someone who is Henley wearing, or in this case, fire suit wearing. Christmas tree farmer. Yeah. I feel like the, the central tension in every Hallmark movie is about someone, usually the protagonist's relationship to work. Like that's the only thing they know how to write about. And, you know, I feel like I should be more sympathetic to that kind of plot line because I do yeah. You know, I I do think that, you know, we generally put too much emphasis on work and we're, as a culture, very bad at work-life know, balance. And, but they're, they're so formulaic and artificial about it. So Yeah, it's always very heavy-handed. Yeah. And, you know, it's always just in the service of, like, seeing your family and not necessarily anything else. Yeah. And I think they well, tend and, to... And seeing like... your family specifically at the holidays. Yeah. They tend to go to the extreme resolution on that as a pro- they're doing a little bit better at this of late, but like, oh, I'll just never do that job again. Or I will just like, th- th- that. that's not a compromise of work-life balance. That's literally walking right. away from your job. So, you know, that's what I think right. is very bizarre in Hallmark is that the resolution is always extreme for the work-life yeah. balance. Well, it's also unrealistic in that nobody seems to have any really serious financial problems that would require them to keep working in the way that they're currently working. Like, yeah. you know, if somebody went to veterinary school, they probably have like a uh, lot of student yeah. loan debt. But mm-hmm. in this family, there is apparently like a lake house out there somewhere. Like these people are, are rich. Is uh, House of Oregon rich? Am I imagining this? Or? Um, parts of it, not all of it. Um, it's certainly better off than the average i can't quite tell where in oregon they are but i think they're somewhere kind of near mount hood because it is always snowing exactly well or they're somewhere near hallmark (laughs) yeah somewhere near the the mythical hallmark town that exists like in basically the same way on the east and the west coast and also like in colorado and like michigan so anyways so miles and merrily kind of break up we think um because he's yeah. a workaholic question and she, mark. yeah question mark. mark and she wants to spend time with her family in the meantime zachary runs into merrily with his box of kittens and he has just gone to look for the vet dr so-and-so whose name i forget only to find out that he's retired foreshadowing the only vet in town has retired oh dear i wonder what that <laughs> however means. will this problem be resolved it's almost as if there's space for merrily to move back home and date zachary anyways we're not there yet we need two more hours to get there anyways merrily reminds him that she is in fact a vet and she can be the one who checks up the kittens and so she does and while this is happening merrily's sister jacqueline you said michelle is the sister yeah name? jacqueline is really obviously trying to get them back together and it's not subtle about it in the slightest 
even the niece is trying to get them back together yeah it's kind of odd like she's you know there's this like nine-year-old child who's like i remember zachary i like zachary zachary's great he's like why did you guys break up and then like they run into him and he's like and she's like zachary we were just talking about you it's like you're you're nine you do not care this much yeah you definitely don't but anyways predictably zachary and Marley are now going to team up to find homes for these kittens there is next a scene in which um, they're going to find their first home for the first two kittens, and it's going to be Sam, the fire chief. But this scene opens with Sam and his wife being at some sort of outdoor Christmas event. I forget what right now. And they're talking about Christmas traditions. And I wrote down this dialogue because it was so bad. So Sam says to his wife, how about the tradition where I get a kiss every day? And the wife says, when did that start? And he says, today. So I just want to point out that this is where Hallmark's bar for romance is set. It is set at one kiss per day, being like <laughs> sexy and romantic. Ma- and maximum kisses. Yeah, maximum kisses is one per day. And that's, you know, aspirational. I mean, they have but been married for like a long time at this point. No, that's true. That's true. I don't know if, you know, I think they say 30 years at some point, but I don't know. I feel like a good morning kiss or something might still be. That's true in order without having to be this sexy special whatever anyway well Um, so my bigger problem with i think it's in this same scene is that then like sam proceeds to inform her right that he's retiring mm -hmm. and like i think that in most couples this would be like a longer conversation but in the hallmark movie she's like oh that's great and like that's the end of it except for the kind of mechanics of when he's going to announce it yeah i feel like generally retirement is something that maybe you discuss with your spouse rather than like one day being like i made a decision and i would like you to be the first to know yeah and like discuss for a long time and you know logic out the money and the like what what is the first year that i can possibly do this and almost certainly not run out of money later in life right as opposed to like you know one day you're you're 62 and you just decide to go for it Especially because I don't think it's at all clear that the wife works. I don't think she does. No. Which would mean no. that, you know, his income is, is the income for both of them. And so it, yeah. it does sort of seem like a decision that should right. be made as a couple. But but whatever. Then we would need, like, better writing and exposition. And yeah. that would Also, it might be a little boring for a Hallmark movie. <laughs> but, sure, but yeah, it, it definitely, it like, it definitely rang, rang really false the way they did it. Right. Like it could have been brought up in a context where like it's made clear that they've already talked about it before. And he's like, you know, I've been right. thinking about it. And I think, but that's not really what they do. So anyways, no, he's retiring. She's the one who knows this right now. They're not announcing this yet. But then, you know, they see Zachary and they do tell him that they want two kittens. And it's also kind of funny because they haven't met the kittens yet. They're just like, we'll take yeah. two. Yeah, like, that's not how you should adopt a cat. Not how you should. And that's how everyone in this movie adopts oh a cat. My God. It's just like, yeah, we'll it's so impulsive. Just yeah, like without so meeting bad. them as if they're all, you know. Yeah, they're all interchangeable. Like. They're boxes of Girl Scout cookies, right? That's like, right. Uh, two, two for five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, yeah, no, they just they they just decide in a matter of minutes to adopt an animal that they have to care for for the next eighteen years, which they haven't met. That's the part that gets me about it. If you want to adopt an animal, don't you meet the animal first? Yes, you have. To. Yes, thank you. I, I would think, so. and they don't even say like, you know, let us come over and pick some out. They're just like, we'll take two. So, anyways, they're taking two. Next, we get a scene in which the niece, Sierra, is naming the kittens, and she gives them the name of the nine reindeer, which is, like, cute and nice and, like, it's hallmarky, but it's appropriate and it works. Do you think that's why they pick nine kittens specifically? 
I think it was nine kittens because the last nine movie was nine lives, lives and yes. the math last movie was nine lives because that's and a then they were like, about cats. oh, there's actually nine reindeer. Michelle, how's yeah, that on yeah, this? I think that's probably how it went. Is nine would nine kittens be a realistic size for a litter? That'd be really big. <laughs> I was gonna say that seems like a lot of kittens to me, but you know, yeah. I mean, I guess like, I don't know. I guess I was willing like to a... spend my disbelief on that. Like, oh, maybe it's two litters, and you know, yeah, somebody some horrible dump happened kittens to kittens at the fire station. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there are nine kittens and they're all named after reindeer now in the same scene, which the kittens are all named after the reindeer. Merrily tells Zach about bonded pairs and cats and it's not subtle. Um, yeah. It's not subtle. Oh. It's also not really true. Like, so I do encourage people to adopt kittens in pairs actually, or, or to have like another friendly cat, but that's mostly just because kittens are really active and, and friendly and playful and they love having company. And most people are not able to like give a kitten as much time and stimulation as it needs. So yeah, when we adopted our cats, we we adopted a pair and they were close to each other, but it's not it's not like kittens are socially monogamous or some kind of shit. Right. Yeah. So to, to have her be like, oh well, there's some science behind this was I thought really dumb. But if she didn't do that, then how would we get heavy foreshadowing that Marilyn and Zachary are a bonded pair? Oh, anyway. well, there's always the Christmas tree scene. That was maybe even more heavy-handed. There is the Christmas tree scene, and we will get there. Oh, we'll get so there. anyways, just then, Zachary's called away to a fire. Then we've got a handful of kind of stock Hallmark scenes that I'm sure we'll talk more about when we get to bingo moments. So there's a gift wrapping scene, and the niece is incredibly precocious. And yeah. anyways, at some point, I actually wrote, I have so many bingo moments, I'm going to go ahead and give a few of them away. So at one point, they're talking about their plans for, you know, getting these kittens adopted. And I actually wrote in my notes, bingo, oh, God, they're about to event plan together. Yep. Um, yeah, these so people are uh, so overscheduled. They are obsessed with event planning. There's like a hospital benefit. There's this little cat cafe thing they set up. There's somebody's choir concert. There's yeah. the whatever, I don't know, firefighter dinner where uh, Sam eventually announces his retirement. These people are so overscheduled. Like who has time for this shit at Christmas? Exactly. Like in this particular case, the event in question is their cat cafe thing. And so that's now being planned because of course it's not a Hallmark movie if somebody's not planning, you know, a bash exactly yeah. then we get a and scene sarah you should be a hallmark heroine well there are oh, yeah. often ones that are event people as we know this yes yeah. this has been discussed many a time hallmark you know take note you need sarah as a consultant if not starring actress that's right true someday um, in my yeah, dream someday. so anyways then we've got a scene between sam and zachary in which sam asks zachary to take over as chief that's not how this works it's not like a monarchy you don't get to choose your <laughs> successor yeah i thought that was yeah because they're public employees too. right there's probably yeah. like hiring laws and exactly there's a process for these things you don't get yeah. to just like pick the new chief i mean i suspect people do have a lot of i mean i think people in leadership roles often do end up doing a lot of their own succession planning and i guess that didn't strike me as quite as weird but the fact that they're public employees there's probably a little bit more red tape going on yeah union seniority maybe i don't know anyways so zachary is really reluctant to take this position and it's kind of unclear why i think that we're supposed to see it as him being like that why he wouldn't be interested in it right Right. no it's it's just like another really heavy-handed metaphor 
Like they, I think he, they make him reluctant because they need that as like a metaphor for like yeah. why their relationship fell apart. Yeah, exactly. Because he's afraid of change or something. Yeah. Um, well, they probably I, need some like storyline to get him to do it. Because if you just said yes right away, that's not interesting enough. Anyways, yeah. I don't remember what happened in the next scene, but I did take an interesting note, which was that at this point we were 59 minutes into the movie and my husband grabbed my shoulder and said, they're going to get together, Mary. At which point I responded, there's He's an hour and on. left in this movie. Oh, my sweet summer child. Exactly. Like they're not getting together yet. There's still an hour left in this movie. We have to dance around it with like dumbass tree trimming scenes first. Oh, well, I thought you were yeah. going to make fun of Kyle for having it taken a whole hour for him to realize that. Yeah, that's oh, no, what he I definitely thought. Knew that. He definitely knew that. He just thought okay. it was happening then. Oh, you thought it was happening <laughs> at that moment. I did it. Yeah, I mean, he knows how Hallmark movies work. He just doesn't know how tediously they work. Um, well, one thing that Matt and I have noticed is that, like, there's never any denouement in these movies. Like, they no, never kiss none. until the last, like, two minutes of the movie. It's absolutely no. insane. So, um, and then we get a bunch more sort of stock Hallmark scenes. There's a Christmas tree shopping scene where... I hated this one. It was so, uh, it was so heavy-handed. It um, definitely was my bingo moment. It was bad. <laughs> so there was, you have Marilee with the sister and the niece and mm-hmm. brother-in-law Christmas tree shopping and then you've got Sam and Zachary Christmas tree shopping together and they right. both end up you know listing like the characteristics of the perfect tree and then it turns out they're both talking about the same tree and so then they have this awkward moment of oh I guess well we'll just go find a different tree then and like and it's definitely not at all a metaphor for their relationship and picking each other and so then of course there's a tree trimming scene scene at Sam's and then Sam and Zachary drink a beer together, which I think I just noted that because I think that's actually really unusual in Hallmark movies. Nobody drinks beer. You might no, that's very that true. That's very true. So yeah, and they have kind of a heart to heart. And then there's another scene between Zachary and Marilee in which he makes a big adoption banner because she had said something about how are we going to get these last few kittens adopted short of, you know, buying a billboard and putting their cute little faces on it. And he's like, that's a great idea. And so he has this big banner made with their cute little faces on it that says adopt me and puts it on the side of a fire truck that's going to be outside during, you know, the Christmas benefit. They're very overscheduled, as Michelle said. (laughs) So she sees the adoption banner and is very excited about it. And so she kisses him like you do. And then she apologizes for kissing him and leaves. And now everybody's confused. And they both have heart to hearts with their respective cats about this moment. I've so, never yeah. known cats to give any good relationship advice, but, uh, you know, it's Hallmark. They're magic cats, I guess. Yeah, you know, I, I wonder, do people talk to their pets in that way? Like, I certainly talk to my pet, but not like in a heart-to-heart about my problems kind of way. More like in a, oh, yes, oh, little I- dog, see what a sweet little boy, you know, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, singing, singing stupid songs. Yeah. They definitely um, did that. Calling in the them assholes. <laughs> they definitely talked to them like they were going to give advice back in the first movie. <laughs> I remember that specifically. Nor will this be the last time they do it in this movie. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah, they on. love doing that. They love talking to their cats. So anyways, fast forward to the firehouse benefit for the children's hospital. Guess who shows up? If you guess my boyfriend, Miami boyfriend, you are correct. Anyway, so Marilee tells Miles that she's quitting the clinic because she doesn't want to work with him and live in Miami anymore. And they have a second surprisingly amicable breakup. However, this all leads to a big misunderstanding because Zachary sees Marilee talking to Miles and niece Sierra 
tells Zachary that Marilyn and Miles are together because she doesn't know that they're breaking up. And so Zachary assumes he was about to presumably confess his feelings to Marilyn that she is spoken for and he's no longer going to do that. So Miles goes home and confides in his cat again. And Marilyn, not Miles, sorry. Zachary goes home, confides in his cat again. Marilyn goes home, confides in her cat again. And Marilyn's cat, Duchess, throws her phone at her. Oh my God. <laughs> I noticed there was some clever camera work with that where you don't actually there sure is. that grabbing and throwing the phone at her. It, you just kind of see the cat like pawing. Yeah, you the see first. the phone sort of sliding across yeah. whatever it is. And you see the cat like jumping off the table or the bed or whatever it is. Right. So Duchess made her call Zachary is what's happening here. Meanwhile, Zachary is also, of course, confiding in his cat, Ambrose, when he gets the call and he's not going to answer it. But guess who answers the phone? Oh, yeah. Ambrose Ambrose. puts his little paw on the phone. That was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Really strains. strains your suspension of disbelief, I feel like. Strains your suspension of disbelief. But I was actually kind of okay with that. This is probably like the. It's like suddenly Garfield. I I don't know. I (laughs) This was definitely like the ridiculous thing I hated least because it was just like over the top ridiculous. But we'll get there. So anyways, so Ambrose answers. But instead of them like talk to each other, like normal humans who are on the phone with each other this thing happens where Zachary just like stays dead silent and she's all like, are you there? Well, let me just say what I have to say. And she, you know, basically says that she loves him. Right. Anyways, what was interesting about this scene is my mother commented while we were watching that she was sure I would hate the movie on the grounds of the cat answering the phone because that was just too ridiculous and unrealistic. But actually that was the least bad part of this movie. Cat thing that bothered me about the movie was was that like there and and I know why they did this and it made for like great cat content so I forgive them but uh, like everybody's always carrying cats around just you know they'll they'll be like one person carrying two squirmy little kittens just like on the street you would never do this I was um, kind of okay with that though because yeah it made for great content it was yeah. extremely cute because it means that you know the kittens are just kind of out and around and. I mean, that's by far the best thing about this movie anyways, is all the shots of kittens. So it's it's fine. So anyways, at this point, they have three cats left to be adopted. And they thought they had them taken care of because they went to go flyering together outside of a church choir practice. And this one lady comes out of the church choir practice and she's like, oh, I meant to come to your cat cafe event. I'm so sorry I missed it. And she's like, and they're like, well, you're in luck because we have three kittens left. And she's like, great, I'll take them. Because again, nobody in this movie knows how you would- right like nobody in this movie goes through the normal process for adopting an animal but anyway she checks out turns out that she's a longtime cat foster and like you know they know that they'll have a good home there and so they show up at her house with the three kittens and she's like oh i meant to call you i can't take them because you know something came up and i think it was she got called by the shelter and she suddenly needed to foster these other sick cats or something like that and so she can't yeah they were they were they had a a litter of four week old kittens and you know at four weeks they're generally not weaned so yeah they do need somebody who's able to bottle feed i think the the youngest litter i've ever taken was was five weeks i am not a bottle feeder myself and they they still needed to have their wet food like mixed with milk so they weren't quite in the bottle feeding stage but but yeah it is something that you would like need a specialized foster for yeah Yeah. so you know and you knew that they were going to find some reason that this conflict still had to be resolved and that she wouldn't pan out 
but that it would also end with something where everybody's a good guy. And so it's not that she didn't pan right. out because, you know, she turns out not getting approved for the adoption or whatever. It's, it doesn't mm-hmm. pan out because she's even more of a cat hero. And than we um, thought, <laughs> yeah, than we thought. So they, but long story short, they still have three kittens to find homes for. And so guess who's getting Donner and Blitzen for Christmas? Niece Sierra. That's right. And Sierra's so excited. Because she has proven herself by taking care of the cats. So she oh yeah, she does this thing where like she she makes them Christmas stockings and gives one of them vitamin drops and it's like okay she's you know she's responsible enough to be totally responsible for an animal now, which yeah. is not just not one how... animal, two animals, two animals, two tiny animals. You shouldn't do that. I yeah. If if you're, I mean nobody on here is a parent, but um, yet, but yeah, don't do that. Don't give your kids animals for Christmas, like. You could maybe do it if you're fully planning on taking care of it yourself, but I don't know. I would be I would be concerned about this situation cuz you know, like novelty wears off and kittens don't stay kittens forever and kids get bored of things and uh nobody likes scooping litter boxes. That's yep. my little PSA about this. Don't give kids animals for Christmas. Don't give anybody animals for Christmas. And I feel like that's been kind of conventional wisdom for a long time now, like don't give people animals for Christmas. And Hallmark seems to like try to sidestep that by making it all like, oh, but Sierra's so responsible and she's earned the yeah. And it's like, I didn't find it very convincing. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. So, anyways, um, at some point here, we get up the shocking revelation that Marilee is going to move back home and set up practice um, in town, taking over for the vet who just retired because we knew that was going to happen already because it was heavily foreshadowed at the beginning of the movie. So, we've known this would happen from about 10 minutes in. And then Zachary shows up to her place and says he wants to take her on a home visit for a potential adopter for the last cat. The last cat's name is Rudolph, of course. And mm-hmm. so she's like, oh, who is this person? You know, isn't Christmas Eve a strange time to be doing a home visit for a potential adopter? And he's like, no, no, they're totally cool with it. It's a couple, actually. And so he takes her to his house, which, of course, he's hoping will become their house. Oh, and, this is so bad. I, and yeah, he asks was- her first to adopt Rudolph with him and then to marry him and she says yes to both people in this movie make life decisions way too fast it was to be fair at least I think Hallmark used to do this thing where everyone got engaged at the end regardless of how many minutes they'd known each other for and now they tend to reserve the engagements for couples with a kind of like pre-established relationship so I mean Marilyn and Zachary you know, yeah, we're together. You're but, getting engaged to your ex like yeah. a day after you broke up with somebody else. And yeah. also you're in the middle of moving across the country and shutting down the business that you used to run with your ex. Yeah. It's a lot. And, and also you're moving yeah, in with other ex and getting engaged. And this all happens in like five days. It's yeah. no, I, no time I know that, that Hallmark has, has changed their like proposal criteria but i i still don't think that's an excuse for that especially when it's combined with like the the kind of flash retirement and just everybody everybody rushes into things too much in this movie yeah and oh by the way at the benefit it was in fact announced that zachary is taking the fire chief position we skipped over uh, yeah, that. i was gonna say you, of you course talk about that because he is yes going to of course be the fire chief there is, is one is other related to the chief i couldn't figure that out no, they're not related. He was just his mentor. He was the reason that he became a firefighter. Okay. Apparently in the first movie this is mentioned, Sam saved him from a fire when he was very young. Oh, okay. There was one other, I hate to call it a plot point because it's really not a plot point, but something that's going on throughout the movie that was extremely unnecessary. 
And that is that the two sisters, Marilee and Jacqueline, have found an advent calendar from their mother that seems to have been constructed by their mother and like very professionally constructed. This is some, you know, artisanal handiwork. It's definitely um, something we didn't need as an added extra in this. We definitely yeah. didn't need it. It fits into nothing at all. There's no relation to anything else going on. And each day the advent calendar contains a charm from their mother's old Christmas charm bracelet. Their mother is now deceased and it feels like it's bringing them closer to their mother. It has nothing to do with anything at all, except that Hallmark loves to have us like mourning dead parents. Right. And I think it all, yeah, I think it, it mostly is a vehicle to, well, A, fill time because there, there is not a lot of plot in this movie. Um, no. And B, kind of demonstrate how much everybody involved in this cares about family and tradition. Right, right. So overall, I don't know if we want to give sort of an overall opinion before we move on to the usual segments. This was definitely a below average Hallmark movie for me. It is not unusual to reach the halfway point of a Hallmark movie and feel like it could be over by now, but it was even more true than usual of this one. I would um, say this is like my least favorite ever. Oh, so I, I give, I give it uh, 10 out of 10 for kittens. Well, All 9 right, out of 9. Fair. 9 out of 9 kittens. Yep. That's fair. 9 out of 9 kittens agree that this was a quality Hallmark offering. That's a good bingo. Congratulations. All right. Should we go into the bingo segment? All right. Let's do it. You guys go first because I have so many bingo moments written down. There's a lot of them in this movie. Oh. There are All right, a lot should I go first? This movie is an entire bingo card. Go ahead, Michelle. <laughs> go ahead, Michelle. Okay, mine is the extremely obvious placement, uh, product placement for da- uh, Daisy Sour Cream. Oh, I missed that. But you're right. Extremely it, obvious product placement is a very Hallmark bingo thing. It's usually they, older, they, so yeah. they even had, and I posted actually on our Instagram account because there was an ad for the movie on Instagram before the movie came out with daisy sour cream in the ad <laughs> i didn't see the instagram post but yeah like, there's this like what? there's this completely unnecessary scene like even less necessary and less tied into things than the advent calendar is where merrily is like getting a cake out of the oven and <laughs> and she, so her sister's like oh is that a cake she's like it's mom's cranberry sour cream cake and then they like <laughs> made more deliciously by <laughs> yeah so they don't they don't say the brand oh, no, but it's like quite. really conspicuously in the shot and then they turn on the like food porno vision like slow it down to sm- slow motion like turn up the gold light and like you know have them decorating it and digging into it with a fork and and whatever and it it Ooh, was moist. really really glaring really not um, subtle yeah not subtle at all. That's my bingo moment. I we talked about this. I would say mine was the tree shopping bullshit. Yeah, thing. I mean, it, it was one of the worst tree shoppings ever. Like, <laughs> well, like what I loved is how passive aggressive they were to each other during that scene. And I know, oh, and and they always have to do that to like, of course, create tension. But it's like, yep. Usually the Christmas tree lot is a bit of a bonding moment, but I mean, this was just the worst Christmas tree shopping ever. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. Didn't, didn't like it at all. Yeah, they sort of echo each other's sentiments at Christmas, about Christmas trees and like evaluate the Christmas trees the same way. And then it's like, if it checks all the boxes, then you know you found the one. And he goes, and you know you found the one. And then they're, yeah, 
both fighting over the same Christmas tree. And then she says, well, maybe next time you find the one, you won't drag your feet. So, you know, that bodes really well for their renewed relationship. Oh, yeah. Right? Yes, they've said awesome, terrible things to each other, and now they're getting married. Mm-hmm. I have a bunch of bingo moments. That was definitely one of them, though I had not picked up on the product placement. Michelle, nice catch on that. One bingo moment, the precocious niece. There's always a precocious niece or nephew who is like wise beyond their years and does only cute kid things and no intolerable kid things. I already said another bingo moment, which was, oh God, they're about to event plan together. (laughs) So that was a bingo moment. Besides the Christmas tree shopping, we then have that followed up by Christmas tree trimming. And then lastly, the everything about the advent calendar was Hallmark bingo moment. The fact that there's, you know, a Christmassy family heirloom, the fact that they're finding meaning in every single part of that heirloom when it doesn't really even necessarily make sense to do so. Like every single Christmas charm is somehow related to their mother. Every single thing is like, oh, this is a bow. Do you remember how she liked tying bows? Like, oh yeah, I took notes on that too. It was like, you know, they, they open one of them and it's a bow and the niece is like, what do you think it means? Like, what do you think it means? It's a bow. It's in an advent calendar. Yeah. Or, you know, it'll be a wreath. And I'll remember how she used to hang wreaths. Yeah, like a lot of people hang wreaths. Like, yeah, that's uh-huh. just a thing you do at Christmas. That's Christmas. Like, that's special. <laughs> yeah, a family heirloom imbued with extra levels of significance that was completely superfluous to yep. the plot, story, themes, and like everything about the movie. Yeah, yeah, I was not a big fan of that advent calendar thing. totally unnecessary like we already said there were plenty of other subplots we didn't need that one hashtag relatable with hallmark how about our relatable moments uh well i'm sorry i'm I'm, gonna be honest here michelle and mary oh i have i have tons and they all involve cats but the biggest one is yeah being uh minding your own business trying to get some stuff done while a weird orange cat is getting underfoot and making strange noises at you because that has been happening to me during this recording session and the orange cat is my foster lenny hi lenny so i i don't have any cats all my siblings have cats i have zero cats I found this movie entirely unrelatable, except maybe that they planned some events. Well, that's a stretch because they would plan shit events and I don't do that. So I, I don't you know. You plan good events. All that's, of your events are good. That's right. I don't, I don't know, but that I struggled. Mary, did you have anything relatable? I had two things. They're both very minor. One is she shows him how to gift wrap. I'm extremely good at gift wrapping. I don't know if you guys know this about me. Oh. Um, I am extremely good at gift wrapping. I enjoy gift wrapping disproportionately. It is one of my favorite, it, probably my favorite pre-Christmas activity. Um, oh man, I'll, I'm going to bring all of mine to you. Seriously wow. do it. Like I will wrap all your gifts. I have extra paper and ribbons and everything. Like I'll do it. Oh my God. Let's have a gift wrapping organized. session sometime. But I, I, I've already done with all of mine for the year and kind of bummed about it. Um, <laughs> I love gift wrapping. How are you doing this? So It yeah, is this- not even December, Mary. I know. I know. It's November thirtieth. To be fair, there are a couple. There are a couple of gifts I'm still. I I still don't have yet, but um, I've bought almost all of them, and the the ones I bought are all gift wrapped. Um, My sister's turning thirty on Friday. I don't even own any wrapping paper that isn't Christmas themed right now. Got to figure something out. 
I don't think I do either. Do you use like, like my mom loves decorating wrapping presents, I should say, and she has all these like extra things she puts on them sometimes. Like, I don't know, doll, like a Santa thing, or I don't know, like this all these extra bits, not just ribbons and tape and paper. So I didn't do that this year, but oftentimes I will buy each person like a small ornament as well and tie it to the gift and make it part of the sort of gift wrapping theme. So I I have been known to do that on occasion. I didn't this year, though I did find after I was almost done, I found a few inexpensive snowflake ornaments that I bought a few years ago that I could have used for that purpose. Right. So, so yeah, I'm extremely good at gift wrapping and I love ribbons. I love having a variety of ribbons. I have a lot of ribbons. I have nice ribbons. Costco ribbons, quality. This year, my mother-in-law bought me a bunch of ribbons. She bought them on like an after Christmas sale a couple of years ago and brought them out when she visited this year. And yeah. So anyways, love gift wrapping. Other relatable moment. And this is also very minor. There's a scene between the two sisters where they're sitting on like a porch swing. And because it's Hallmark, there are Christmas lights going around, you know, the perimeter of the porch swing. And I'm watching this with my mom and my husband and my mom's like, who puts lights on their swing? We put lights on our swing. That is so. excellent. And your, and your mom was making fun of you at the same time. And she didn't realize it. She didn't realize we have lights on our swing. I mean, to be fair, you know, it's not wrapped as neatly around the perimeter. Just like there are lights on the swing on part of the porch. Cause like that's where they fit sort of, but we have lights on our swing. Okay. So we definitely, I mean, I at least didn't think this one was very good. I know Mary wasn't too keen on it. Michelle liked it, but only because it had cats, from what I can tell. Correct. (laughs) And um, I'm beginning to wonder how we could rewrite this and where did they get it right from? Like, where would we go back to? Well, you know, oftentimes we sort of identify like a point where everything went wrong and rewrite it from there. In this case, I think we can identify one of the few points where everything went right. And that is where he found nine kittens in a box yep correct so what happens to our box of nine kittens are ambrose and duchess gonna be involved in the kittens or no yeah so i maybe they become some sort of like ersatz kitten parents i've had one or two fosters that have been like really adorable and great with kittens actually my current foster lenny is uh so a, a good kitten, a, not a not a cat dad, but he's uh, he's really great with them. Oh, and and let's good. be clear about this: if we're having Duchess and Ambrose take on a more active role here, first of all, they should be the ones falling in love. Yeah, we can have Zach and Marilee falling in love in the background too, I guess, because them getting together has to facilitate their cats getting together. But they should be the ones falling in love, Ambrose and Duchess. And secondly. I want to be clear about the fact that we're not just talking about like, you know, some half-assed shots of like cats looking cute together. We want them to talk. (laughs) Yeah. Like talk like humans and in a way that they maybe would have even responded to Zachary and Rarely when they talked to them. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe... Exactly yeah, like so, you know, so yeah, maybe Duchess is actually a better advice giver than her sister. I I didn't mention this before, okay, but there's there's some pretty bad like sister heart to hearts in this movie. Um, I don't know if that bothered you guys, but I thought they were I thought they were pretty bad for the most part. They were, and in yeah, particular, there's one where 
you know, Merrily is explaining to Jacqueline why the why her relationship with Zachary went bad. And Merrily says something along the lines of, well, you know, I, you know, I wanted to kind of like, I, so I guess he, he was afraid of commitment, right? He was um, happy with where things were and she wanted to, she presumably wanted him to put a ring on it. Fine. But then she says something like, I moved to Miami and I thought that would be a wake up call for him. And instead it was an ending. Like, I think that Marilee needs somebody in her life to say that's insane. Because when you move from Oregon to Florida and expect your boyfriend of two years, I think it was at that point, to not interpret that as the end of the relationship, but as a wake up call, that's nuts. And maybe, maybe the cat could set her straight a little bit better than her sister did. No, I think that would be good for sure. The cat is definitely going to give better advice. cat as sassy advice friend. I think that's the kind of friend a cat would be. Sort of like... I don't know. I'm trying to think of another movie character that I would want her to be like. Well, actually, when we did the Netflix movie last week, we talked about the fact that like sassy advice friend is quickly becoming a stock character in these movies. Sorry, Not in the yeah. Hallmark movies, but in non-Hallmark movies like the Netflix one we watched. And the cat could easily take on that role. That's, That's right. What I think. And then so, she's but she's gotta have like, I don't know, it's just to have a piece of sass that she wears too. Like her collar is very sassy or something. Almost like, yeah, like a boots. cute not, diamond not collar like that, or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cute studded collar. I'd like that. Yeah. Cool. And then Ambrose, what kind of, does he have flair? He's got to be something. What's, what's like? his personality? I think Ambrose, <laughs> Ambrose feels more like pro- professorial to me. Like, like oh, he yeah, would, Professor Ambrose. Ambrose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Would, Professor Ambrose like, and the Queen. I like it. Or the like, Duchess. He had like patches on his jacket of his elbows. Oh, jacket. Do we think he's patches, like a, yeah. a tweed jacket guy? Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's like that kind of Professor Ambrose. And he doesn't. Well, know I like this how... because it means that maybe somebody could force a cat to wear a suit, which is hilarious. Uh, we can make it happen. We can make it happen. He's gonna look great in our movie. Now I have feel like I have to find a picture of a sassy queeny like cat and then a professorial photo of ambrose and put them on our instagram account and professor ambrose mccatterson does not even know how badly he needs duchess's sass in his life that's right Um, no idea his life is missing this more this flavor really she's she's got pizzazz he just kind of doesn't he's just a bit more down to earth Exactly. Whereas what Duchess sees in Ambrose um, is his quirky side, um, his lovable, quirky, professorial sense of humor. That's right. She finds just irresistibly charming. Yes, I love it. And how do they, how do they, how do we bring these two together, these two talking cats? How are they going to meet? How are they going to know? Is well, it, they're clearly going to owners. Yeah, they're, they're gonna meet when the owners get together to like come up with the plan for the kittens. Oh yeah, yeah. well, so maybe they both get dragged to the cat cafe and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, neither of us really wanna be here. This is so yes. boring. I'm only here because my owner made me come. And then they hit That's it great. off. Yes. And then they can give advice about the adoption of the cats too. And maybe, you know, put an end to some of this nonsense where people are just like, yeah, cool, I'll take two <laughs> without looking at them. 
definitely they can you know make like a personality test to see uh, that is totally something that duchess would do she would totally write a personality test for potential adopters i like that. like which cat is the cat for you yeah yeah the only thing that they kind of gesture at that in the actual movie is that they give a chill kitten to a bookstore owner who needs a bookstore cat yeah which like no kitten is chill enough to be a bookstore cat i don't think but i don't know i guess some people make it work i mean they're definitely get into everything though you probably don't want to do that no probably not so i then we could end up with like almost nine different little individual personalities and it's you know between ambrose like professor skills and her personality skills creating they like can find the perfect owner for all of the nine personality kittens i definitely want more more cat focused content so i i'm in favor of this and then at the end like marilyn and zachary will get back together but that'll be kind of an afterthought almost yeah that'll be a sideshow and we're going to replace all of these bingo scenes with cat scenes if we want, we can have the cat doing Christmas. I was gonna Christmas, say, but... could the cats be like picking out the Christmas tree, but hopefully better than this <laughs> time, and like drinking hot chocolate or you know whatever planning. I mean, the they could events. definitely be involved in a tree trimming scene, and that they they could be undoing the work that is. Yeah, oh, yes, definitely, definitely do that. Maybe they like yell along a... with the choir. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know a lot about cats, but I obviously know people who have them. But like. Mm-hmm. The thing that I love about cats is when you like give them crazy toys and it makes them absolutely nuts. And I would like to oh, see, I love that. see this vocalized in English. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Someone like messing good. with the cats and them being like, why the hell did they do this to us? Don't they know? <laughs> what it, I don't know. Like some very clever conversation that goes on when they're being like tested with, with things. So that kind of, it all gets resolved. They still get adopted. The cats have awesome personalities and Marilyn and Zachary are just in the background, I say. Yeah, love it. Far better movie. Definitely. I agree. Anything with like more cat focused content would be an improvement here. For sure. And I'm I'm just, I'm assuming that we don't care that cats are basically impossible to film. We're just kind of hand waving it away. Oh, it could even be like way, yeah. sort of animated but like good animation i don't know how much cgi hallmark can afford i don't know either uh, the but you know movies are definitely different than real we, this we would did, be a good like traditionally animated one, movie so. though it that's could be true. traditionally animated that's true like the i'm sure the, that's not cheap either the hunter hire a lot of people dalmatians version but with cats kind of <laughs> yeah yeah i guess there would be 11 cats in this movie yeah yes 11 cats. cats love it there are 11 cats in this movie yeah yeah there are i i love the kittens in this movie so much you guys they're so cute i love rudolph i love the little white nose i love the the beautiful torties they have they have two torties and like a little tabby calico they're so pretty i don't know they're just there's some really I like great the gray movie. ones i don't know what kind oh of yeah the soft gray. gray ones yeah there's like a gray tabby and like a solid gray yeah, I liked the gray. They're so fuzzy. Um, I'm just looking them. up what we have coming up. If we want to like, yeah, oh, let's take a we look. actually have, I think on Friday, we have, there's a, there's a one for so on Friday Hanukkah mm-hmm. on Friday night. All right. We got that on Friday or on Saturday, a very merry bridesmaid oh. or on those... Sunday, oh, sister yes. swap a hometown holiday oh my gosh all of those sound good so the sister swap ones i'm very interested in i have to admit but okay is this their first hanukkah movie 
No, no they, they had one last year. year. Okay. I, I feel like they do one token Hanukkah movie a year. Last year's involved a DNA test and the guy from Boy <laughs> Meets World. Yes. <laughs> was that Love Lights Hanukkah? Love Lights Hanukkah. Yeah, she, she thought she was Italian, but she was adopted. She didn't really know. She took a DNA test. Turns out she is like, you know, half Italian and half Ashkenazi Jewish. And she gets in touch with her Jewish family who introduces her to Ben Savage. Yeah. And every, you know, they fall in love. Yeah, they celebrate Hanukkah and fall in love. For sure. But all three of those movies sound kind of fun. So we'll have to figure out what one's worth watching. But I, I am interested in these sister swap ones because they star Ashley Williams, Ashley Williams and Kimberly Williams Paisley. And they're actually kind of good actors. So um, outside of Hallmark, they've had plenty of career. So I don't know. What one, do you want to try and guess the plot of one of them since we don't know the preview? Sure, let's try Sister Swap, a hometown holiday. Okay, Sister Swap. I mean, the premise of this is that the sisters trade places, I'm sure. Are they identical twins? Well, I know that they're not, so I don't know if that's like cheating. I don't know. If it's in the trailer. It's not really cheating, so. Yeah, they're, they're, they're actually different ages in real life, so I don't think they're, they're twins, but maybe so they one can't of the really... sisters likes being at home and one of them doesn't and so they just I don't, I don't know is it like a magical swap or they swap by choice maybe it's a parent trap thing oh, maybe it's actually about like yeah that's possible maybe i mean that would be a really um undignified thing for two adults to do but i don't know maybe it's about <laughs> teenagers it wouldn't be the least signified thing to ever happen in a Hallmark movie somehow. Yeah, I know. And they actually did have a um, parents getting back together storyline in one of the other ones this year. Yeah, they did. Which one was that? It, it was, was the, the time travel one. Oh, the, the time trains. travel one with the yeah, train. It was, yeah. it was, it was too parent trappy. It was bad. Yeah. It could also be, because they're not identical and I don't see them pulling, you know, a full Lindsay Lohan, I see it being more like swapping lifestyles to see, you know, like, how the other one lives for some reason so you know there's a city mouse and country mouse situation as somebody was saying somebody is you know they did a movie quite like that with Candace Cameron Bure where she played both of the sisters and one huh. like lived in the suburbs and one lived in the city and they like swapped and then they met different men and blah 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 but they were being all, pretending to be the other sister so I don't know I'm interested to see how it will be different to that one for sure and I mean, there will definitely be men involved. And so, you know, maybe the sister who lives in the city has, man, who would she meet in the city? It'll be, it'll probably be, let's be honest, it'll probably be like the local CEO who happens to get coffee where she happens to get coffee. Or, and, or, or, yeah, or they, they love CEOs in these movies. They're for either Henley clad, you know, Christmas tree farmers or their CEOs. And well, and have maybe one the Christmas tree farmer has brought his Christmas tree farm to the city, and that's how it happens. I don't know. That seems very stereotypical, though. I like, I don't know, maybe they, or they like make toys. They, they need some new jobs. Come on, Hallmark. We need <laughs> this will job. be the perfect opportunity for Hallmark to showcase both types of man, right? Because one sister, city sister, will meet, you know, the high powered career man wait so how many types of hallmark women are there if there's only two types of hallmark men most one yeah most Hallmark women are into their jobs that's it yeah yeah you're right that's their only personality trait they love their job but by the end of the movie they decide maybe they don't really like it that much 
Or right. there, are, there are other things to life. Yeah. And they, they're all really into their families and yeah. Yeah. They, but they usually are just like super into their job and that's what they do. Yeah. They, they, they're obsessed with their job, their niece and their mom and Christmas trees. <laughs> yes. And usually baking. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. In this case though, there will probably have to be at least two tokenly distinguishable Hallmark women because they will have to yeah, one's got to be, oh, maybe maybe this is where it will get really interesting and one will be a Henley wearing Christmas tree farmer and the oh. other one will be a high-flying CEO. Oh, let's have that happen where one of the women is the Henley wearer. Yeah. And one of the women is the suit-clad CEO and they'll both end up with I think the men opposites. who represent what the Hallmark women usually, you know, usually represent the sort of men who really appreciate time with their families at Christmas and you know spending time with their nieces and nephews and have jobs that they like yeah have perfectly in. fulfilling jobs as as rocket surgeons but you know come right. to discover that there's more to life than being a rocket surgeon exactly that's right. that's right no this is good this could be very good but I think regardless of what happens and we do how know this something. turns out we do know one thing for sure and that is they, they will, they will <laughs> fall, fall in love. In love. Um, so yeah, we'll tune in next week and we'll see what happens. Thanks for joining us, Michelle, for your take on Thank the you for having me. And um, Tell yeah, Lenny well, we said thank you for joining us too. That's right. Yep, he's Thanks, been Lenny. having fun with this. He says hi. Thank you for listening to Hallmark Doc. Find us online at hallmarkdoc.com on Instagram at Hallmarked Up, and on Facebook at Hallmarked Up with Mary and Sarah. Remember to follow, listen, and review wherever you get your podcasts.